Welcome to another Bush and Ritchie Daily Takeaway. Don't want to say too much at the beginning here because a lot happens in this episode that you're going to hear. It's all going on. But big tech being used at the end of it. Oh, all right then, oh, let's yeah. do this. Oh, yeah. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. I've been thinking about this, Bush. I, I don't reckon that our lives have truly recovered uh, since that galling moment on Saturday night where our hosting work at the Royal Albert Hall was done uh-huh. ahead of Kasabian. It had all gone so well, and we'd walked gleefully away from the green room at the back of the place with six bottles of Heineken. Hidden under our coats. Hidden under our coats, thinking, oh, this is great. Here we are, we'll then. enjoy the rest of it and all this kind of thing right now. And then we realised we hadn't got a bottle opener. Oh, which which I, I thought, oh, we'll sort this out, but we, we literally, we couldn't get them open. Literally could not get them open. We don't have the uh, the whereabouts about us to try and, you know, do any of the numerous hacks that people say, oh, you can just open a bottle like that. We haven't got it in us. Y- the ones with the teeth, the ones with the lighter, the ones with the other bottle. Couldn't do any of them. I, I tell you, my teeth were definitely not open a oh, bottle. Can you imagine doing that? But I don't think our luck has changed since then. I think we've we've literally been without a paddle, if you see what I mean, yep. since that moment. I, I think actually what happened to Grandad on the show yesterday falls into that bad luck you know stuck category of course it does everything was there the dramatic unveiling and then poor old Grubble we all know what happens to him you've ever been other than Saturday night stuck without a paddle oh I mean the the one that springs to mind in in terms of like a faulty towers kind of basil faulty hit your car with a branch kind of moment was obviously me not realising you needed a Covid passport to get on the Eurostar (laughs) when we go to La Rochelle (laughs) So I had to go and have a COVID test sat with like loads of other people <laughs> and then get like the train four hours later on whilst you guys were all having beers. I, I still think about that almost every night when I close my eyes to go to sleep. I'm sorry for asking you whether you've ever been stuck without a paddle because I was there at the crux of that moment and I, I know that story too well. Paddleless, absolutely paddleless. <laughs> uh, we actually also, just on top of that, um, we've very kindly they gave us a box afterwards with yeah. some other people from Absolute Radio, which is amazing. We couldn't get into that either. No. Just quite a night of it really overall. <laughs> yeah. so, truly home time evening. If we had a bottle open, we might have been able to force the lock, but we couldn't this is do it. that. Hindsight, innit? Let us know when you've been uh, caught without a paddle. Ian is the type of person who isn't. He's tweeted to say, I carry a bottle opener on a multi-tool for that very instance. And we've got another fellow here. Darren says, apparently the air con on the C2C trains, which are the trains I get back to Leon C, is the perfect bottle opener. Really? What is going on with this slot? It's like MacGyver. A lot of people have been getting in touch telling us how we should have opened those bottles. Matt's tweeted to say you can open a beer with another beer. What? Uh, saying that if you hold the lids together, one upside down, one the uh, the correct way up, you can use the, the lid to open another lid. But that sounds like it's fraught with danger. That's like taking one of the few beers you've got and maybe ruining it on the other one you can't open. Exactly. Uh, high stakes. Uh, Neeson in Glasgow says, Bush and Ritchie, I used to have a bottle open, a belt buckle for those kind of occasions. It was very handy but ruined my night a few times when the beer fizzed up all over my crotch and made it look like I'd done a wee-wee. <laughs> a likely story. Mark's got another solution, Mark. Yes, I have. When you pull a door shut, an internal door, and it has like the little rocker like latch that fits into the sort of female housing in the door frame. Right. That little recess that the latch goes into is exactly the same size and shape as a standard bottle opener. Wow! So you I mean, can just pop the bottle off. So that, if you're at a party and you've got a load of bottles, then you can just walk around and just pop them on any door as you're wandering around. Now, the only time I've seen a door used for a, a, a different method is in uh, the, the television version of Huckleberry Finn, where he had to have a tooth <laughs> removed and they tied a bit of string to his tooth and oh, then his mum slammed the door and pulled his tooth oh, out. Yeah. I didn't realise you can open <laughs> bottles on them as well. 
Yeah, it's the biggest bottle opener in your house. Yeah, your standard internal door frame. And I would say that's pretty much 100% of doors are going to open a bottle of beer. They are. They are, yeah, yeah. So you're never stuck. <clears throat> what an amazing party trick to be known in a house party for. That's so good. We've got to, got to try that. Yeah, it's well worth a go. Paul's in Halifax says years ago, a company used to send a man into the pub at night to sell cockles, mussels and such like. Oh, wow. Now, my mate bought some smoked kipper, only to discover this was the only food sold that had to be boiled at home. <laughs> so while we toiled into cooked prawn, he had to walk around all night with a pair of kippers in his pocket. Wow. <laughs> Do you know what? I go into a massive argument with the people I used to live with at university about I, I got into a thing of having boiled kippers in the morning beautiful it stunk the house down they used to hate me it's, pretty, it's like really triggering it's taking me right back let's go to the phones we've got Zog on the line he's got an, un- an unusual unique way of opening a bottle haven't you mate I haven't anymore but when I was in the army some years ago um, desperate times I could either open it with my eye socket or my teeth whoa oh. talk us through the eye socket one then go on then it's just bung it in your eye close your eye around it and pull the bottle, and out it comes. Well, am I missing something as to why you can't do that anymore? <laughs> <laughs> no, but why would you want to? You know what I mean? Times do change, <laughs> don't they? <laughs> Times do change, and uh, you do get a little bit older, yeah? Fair enough. So you haven't done it for a while, then? No, no. But, um, all right. So I'm sorry to labour a point, Zog, but could you? Or have you lost the purchase in your eye socket? There's no damage there, but... Um, you know, as you get older, you just think, why would I do that when I can just go and get a bottle open out of the drawer? But, but Zog, I think Richie's question is this. Have you still got it to be able to do it? Do you reckon you could still do it if you had to do it? I don't drink anymore since my eyes fell out. <laughs> <laughs> Gary's hanging on with another. What is it, Gary? I have various um, flip-flops that I use in the summer and the winter, to be fair. Um, and they're a great bottle, bottle opener that's already built into the flip-flop underneath. You are kidding me. This is madness. I've never heard of this before. No, you can get them quite readily on all the usual places. So, yeah, uh, they've been around for a while now. It's some of the Australians use so when they're having the barbecues on, you know, the barbies on the beach and all that. They're never short for a bottle opener. Now, that is very clever, um, but I, uh, the, the one thing that I would say is, and you've pointed this out already, it, it sounds rather seasonal. Great in Australia <laughs> and great for the barbecues in the summer here, but on a, on a, on a cold winter night, I, I'm not sure that your, your flip-flop bottle opener is great for the UK. I, I never suffer in the UK, unfortunately, because I don't feel the cold, so I quite often wear shorts and flip-flops, even with oh. snow on the ground. Arnold Schwarzenegger over here. <laughs> <laughs> One other thing that concerns me about the flip-flops with a, with a metal, but you know, bottle opener underneath is: don't you yeah. walk around like you're making either a tap dancer or something like that? A little tick, 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 tick. No, you get you get no because it's actually it's elevated up inside the actual base of the flip-flop itself, so there's no rattling or anything. Um, the wow. only thing you've got to be careful is if there's any doo-doos from doggies on the floor, so just be careful. Or oh. escalators, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty bad. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but they work absolutely perfectly on every bottle that I've, I've tried on them. So, uh, yeah, they're really good. The Daily Takeaway. Russian Richie's Daily Takeaway. As you will be aware, high drama on yesterday's show. At this <laughs> time yesterday, we were talking about uh, fun and optimism and good luck and stuff like that. There were the words being banded around. Basically, uh, to, to bring you up to speed, if you weren't aware, uh, I bought a show mascot doll. Uh, for £10 on Facebook Marketplace and I was unveiling him yesterday to Richie on the show. It was a little granddad doll, little old fellow with wild hair, tank top and a rocking chair. Lovely thing. But, you know, a really uh, heartwarming Werther's Original style granddad type doll. Anyway, the problem was as 
I was uh, waving him around probably a little bit too excitedly, Grandad slipped out of his uh, rocking chair and his head smashed to pieces. Uh, and we were forlorn. It kind of derailed the second half of the show because we didn't know what to do with him. Uh, but we can tell you that Richie and I this morning, we came in early to the show... Uh, we've, we've donned our medical jackets and we performed quite a serious surgical operation using super glue on Grandad's head. Here's a little insight into how that went earlier on. Okay, I think he's, uh, from what we can see, according to his vitals, I think he's completely under. The first part of the surgery has gone really, really well. This is quite a critical bit here. Obviously, you can see we've still got the main cavity to the eye, the eye cavity to attach there. Uh, essentially, his, his head has broken into about six or seven different pieces, and we've done quite a bit of work over the, uh, yeah. the cheekbones back together. But and this uh, is probably the, the, the I'd say the trickiest, most touch and go bit as to whether Granddad's going to pull through or not. Yeah. Okay. Can I get a scalpel? Scalpel, please. Thank you. Okay, it's just uh... napkin. Thank you. Quite a lot of his hair being glued there. Well, that might have to get cut off. Oh, uh, oh He's back with us. He's back with us. That's good. I'm worried about your not wearing gloves there. I've got quite a lot of his hair stuck to my hands. <laughs> <laughs> this oh. is going quite badly wrong, actually. <laughs> oh, no. He's stuck, stuck his to eyes. my gloves. His eyes stuck to your hands. <laughs> I've got Grandad's eyes stuck to my gloves. Quick. Uh, Get them off. Get him off. It won't. Oh. <laughs> He's got big gloves stuck to him. Um, right, let's just drop it. Let's uh, drop it in. Let's just drop it in and get a load of glue on it. Shot, Ready. Okay. Three, two, one. Oh, okay. <laughs> there we go. Good as new. We are delighted to tell you that Grandad is now in recovery. Prayers for Grandad, please. Yeah. The next 24 hours, he remains in bandages and they will get taken off this time tomorrow here on Home Time. Although it sounded like the operation was spiralling out of control in that little yeah. clip from earlier on, overall, I know he's got a bandaged face, so we won't know properly till tomorrow, but we're overall fairly happy with how the gluing went. We were the surgeons. We were the ones in the theatre. We were the ones who bandaged it up. We know it's been a success. They're not in it, so I can kind of understand what they're doing. It is unfair, but he has been fixed. The proof will be in the pudding tomorrow yeah. on this show, so watch this space, but we feel like we fixed him, and we want to put this to you guys and, and use the 24 hours of stress we've had with Grandad for good use for this show and ask you if you've ever managed to fix anything. So I'm, I'm, It's amazing the power of gluing stuff. Yeah. As a dad in our house, I do a lot of gluing. Uh, in fact, I knocked over one of Katie's vases, which was like a, you know, like a Mexican guy's face, kind mm -hmm. of a, a, an mm -hmm. ironic vase. Uh, and I was in a lot of trouble for his ear came off. Put it back on with super glue. I was an instant hero. There you go. Well done. Thank you very much. Uh, do you remember the uh, the headphones that I had that were falling apart? The, the the muff was coming off the side of one of them. Wonky muff. Wonky muff. Uh, look at these. Did this the other day myself. Ordered the uh, ordered the replacement pads. They're as good as new. That's a new pair, isn't it? Sure. No, no, no. I promise you, that is my handiwork. That's all you. That isn't it? That's all me. Fixed it. Fixed it myself. He's a hero. I'm a hero. We fixed Grandad. Are you a hero because you fixed something? A tweet here from uh, the Red Witch. She calls Why? herself. Uh, I had a cassette tape uh, of my favourite Tom Petty songs years ago. The tape split on a rewind. I successfully managed to splice it back together with the tiniest piece of sellotape. 
type. You'd never know. That is how editing used to be when I first started in radio. I'll tell you another thing as well. Do you remember that amazing day when uh, our screen kept slipping down in in the centre of the the, uh, radio studio here and I fixed it with a multi-tool that I have in my bag for my bike (laughs) and then that same multi-tool got confiscated off me at Belfast Airport a couple of weeks after. Yes. So again, heroic highs and lows of this show. We can't stop ourselves. We literally can't stop ourselves. Phil's in Blackpool. He's fixed one of those poppies from the Tower of London. You remember a few years back? Oh, yeah. They're amazing. A friend got one. My wife cleans for them and knocked it over and broke it. Must have felt terrible. You would never tell it's been broken, says Phil. Well, that's that's the same for Grandad's face, as you'll see on tomorrow's <laughs> Absolutely. show. Absolutely. He'd never guess it was broken. This text here says, I was in a laboratory making microscope slides with a cryostat, essentially a glorified meat slicer that slices things so thin they can be seen on a microscope slide. The slicer fell off its moving mechanism. Before my professor came back, I managed to refit it on the wall, and it was fine. Wow, that's top-level stuff. Speed and science combining. Tony's hanging on. What did you fix, Tony? Uh, so it was the gearbox linkage on my work van. I had a Citroen Berlingo, uh, and I, I, I was having problems with it earlier in the day, and I was running around sort of caught in traffic, and I tried. I went over Chelsea Bridge Road, and it was heavy on traffic there, so I've done a U-turn to come back round, and as I put it in reverse, the gearbox linkage jumped out, so I was broadside across blocking both <laughs> lanes of the carriageway across the bridge. Oh, my words. Um... And when I phoned up, the AA said there was going to be about three hours before they could get to me. Oh. And you've obviously got loads of... Most of London are wanting to wring your neck there because they just want to get home and you're stuck in the middle of the bridge. None of them was very happy with me, no. So, Tony, how did you fix it? So, well, because I've, I've got a little bit of experience with motor vehicles now anyway, I, I, I managed to get it into neutral and I pushed it back out of the middle of the road onto the kerb. Nice. And then I sort of... I, popped the bonnet and then I crawled underneath it, got to the gear linkage, put the gear linkage back in and then put the bon- dropped the bonnet back down, started it up and then, uh, yeah, and that kind of fixed it temporarily so I managed to get back out on the road and I finished the rest of my deliveries. Wow, I thought you were going to say that you took your tights off, like yeah. in the advert. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was fortunate because I'd had one, the AI had come out to me before and they'd sort of fixed it and when, I, when they'd done it then, I went, I sort of said to them, I said, how did you do that? I want to see how you've done that. So I sort of had an idea. So when it went again, I was like, right, I'm going to do this myself. I'm not going to wait for you the know, My dad does this. If he ever gets anything fixed, he watches how they do it so he can do it himself in the future. Great idea. I need to take a leaf out of his book. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's got to be done. You ain't driving that van anymore, are you? No, I don't work for that company anymore. Good. <laughs> OK. That's good. Put that one behind you. <laughs> Midweek Games Nights, and it's a rollover. It is the return of, you may remember the drama last week, of Canov. Uh, yes, we have opened a can. Can, big time. Of something. We're going to play you the sound of it. You've got to work out what the can is. Have a listen to this. Same can from last week. No one guessed it. Can you guess it tonight for two home-time tea towels? <laughs> That is something coming out of a can. You might have gone around telling people you're brilliant at hearing noises and knowing what it is from the kitchen. We'll prove it. Um, let's give it one more go. Because one more go? It, it's not the loudest of noises, but it is... Listen up, you can hear it. Now, I think by process of elimination, this is week two, yeah. you can tell that that's some form of ring-pull system. Definitely. So, uh, you know, we'll help you here. It's going to rule out something like uh, corned beef, because there's no key There's no key in there, is exactly. there? Exactly. So think I mean? about it. What it's a modern ca- can. What kind of things are going to have the ring-pull system? 
It's not the Shackleton expedition. It's 2023, <laughs> mate. <laughs> uh, let's take your calls. Who's this? Hi, Rachel. Rachel, Hello. good to have you on the show. Have you had your tea yet or not? Uh, nope, not yet. Having it later on, what are you having? Uh, uh, we're going for takeaway pizza tonight. Oh, Richie's ballpark that takeaway oh, pizza. That's got me hungry, Rachel. Oh, uh, but will what is in the tin make us hungry? Rachel, what was it a can of? Um, I think it's spaghetti hoops. Ooh, interesting. A very interesting guess. It's not a correct one, Rachel, but you're all right because you got pizza tonight. Yeah, thanks anyway, guys. Love the show. Love you. Thank you. Home time, who's this? It's Charlie. Charlie in the house. Where are you calling from, Charlie? Uh, just currently in South Mims at the moment. You're on the move, clearly. He's on the move, isn't he? So, well, you're in South Mims. What, you're in the services or just passing on the M25 or the A1M? Uh, just cutting out the M25 on my way to St Albans. I'm just going to go to the service station, full washing the disabled toilets back on the road. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Charlie, what is uh, it a can of? I'm going to say a can of tin tomatoes. Ooh. Oh, I can I can hear that. What's your view on tin tomatoes, Richie? I imagine that's some of them that gives you the ick. Plum, plum tomatoes? Or? I'd say tin tomatoes uh, in a bolognese sauce, fine. fine. But other than that, no thanks. Plum tomatoes on toast with a fry-up? No. Absolutely awful. But anyway, that's all by the by, isn't it? Because... Sorry, Charlie. Oh, gutted. Oh, well. Off you go to the services. Take care. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Home time. Who's this? Hello, it's Janice. Ooh, Janice. Janice is very urgent. You've got. I feel like you feel <laughs> that you've got the answer to this, Janice. Well, I, th- I think you gave a clue away when the lady said about a tin of spaghetti. And I think it's spaghetti hoops. Oh, well. Um, well, We've already had that one. We have already had that oh, one. Oh no! Janice. Oh, alphabeti spaghetti. Well, being that you sound nice, we'll allow you a second guess because it's just as wrong as the first. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Janice. Well, I had to try. Have you got anything else going on this evening? This is a bit of a downer. Can we leave it on a positive? What else is going on tonight? Oh, oh, positive. Well, not much tonight. I mean, we had lunch out today, and oh, it was what did very you have? nice. Hmm. What'd you what have? did I have? Um, what did I have? Oh, I had scampion chips. Oh, check you out with your 80s lunch. (laughs) (laughs) It was with a side salad and some tartar sauce. Brilliant. Did you get back in time for Juliet Bravo? What? Oh, yes. Very funny. (laughs) (laughs) Right, more of your calls. Who's this? Alexia. Alexia. Hello. Hi. How old are you, Alexia? 11. Are you the person that we talk to and say, Alexia, play Absolute Radio, and you play it via the power of technology? Uh... Oh, no, that's Alexa, isn't it? No, but it's very funny when a mum tells her off. Right, OK, yeah, for that does work if you're a parent. Well, let's, let's see if we can make it work. Alexia, what was that a can of? Uh, a can of peaches. Oh! <laughs> what about that, a, a, a dessert from the war years? <laughs> I'm sorry, Alexia, it's not. OK. Take care, lovely to speak to you, though. Bye-bye. Bye. Home time, who's this? Hiya, it's Neil. Hello, Neil. You're not 11, are you? (laughs) (laughs) Just confirming. Uh, Neil, uh, where are you right now in the United Kingdom? I'm going to plot it on a map. (laughs) Daventry, Midlands. Good. There he is. Yeah, good logistics depot there. I was going to say, have you got a fact about Daventry? And that's exceeded my expectations. (laughs) No. No. I've forgotten what his name is because I was just thinking about logistics in Daventry. Neil. 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 That's it. Um, What's uh, what's it a can of, Neil? (laughs) Well, I think, well, my initial guess was a uh, Guinness. 
But I thought I could hear a widget, so it might be Boddington. Oh, Boddington. <laughs> it's good, but it's not right. What a great suggestion. Yeah, very good. Cheers, Neil. Sound, sounded frothy. <laughs> well, listen, pop into the uh, uh, logistics factory around there. It's really good in yeah. Daventry. <laughs> All right. Cheers, uh, Neil. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Cheers, bye. <laughs> oh. Right. Um, Where does that leave us, then? <laughs> a triple, oh, triple no. rollover. Um, guaranteed winner next week. That's what they'd say I'll make me a winner. Oh, yeah, let's do that. This is The Daily Takeaway. So, on tomorrow's episode of The Daily Takeaway, we'll all get to see how Grandad's recovered. I do hope he's OK. He's currently covered in bandages, but I do hope he's OK. Uh, well, what we need to do is leave a little notice for somebody to make sure that they just don't touch Grandad, because, of course, he's recuperating before the next episode. Because there's Dave Berry's mob are in, aren't they, in the interim? You know they what are. Dyson's like, he'll pick anything up and sniff it. If only we had, if only we had a label maker. Oh, you brought it I in. I brought it in, my friend. What a piece of tech that is. Yes, yeah, so I'm just powering it up. What would you like, what would you like the label to say? This is Grandad. Please be gentle. OK, uh, the thing looks like uh, a chip and pin from a restaurant in the early 90s, if you want to know what it looks like. is... It's like live texting from a, a, an Ericsson mobile phone from 1995, this. Grandad. I don't know how to do a full stop. Can we just clarif- get a clarification on spelling of Grandad, by the way? Because someone else was saying it is G-R-A-N-D-D-A-D, but I think it's G-R-A-N-D-A-D. Producer Gary saying, yeah, so... Uh, uh, I would say G-R-A-N-D-A-D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 OK. Here we go. That's the label printer now. Wow. It's quite a long label, so it's taking a bit of time. <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, oh, <laughs> there's a typo in it. <laughs> it's absolute radio after all. Here we are, just uh, snipping the label. Snipping the label off, it's dropped on the floor. The snipping mechanism leaves a little bit to be desired. Let's have a little look. What do you think? Uh, This is. Yeah, I didn't realise I hit. It's gone wrong. Is that in Turkish? (laughs) This isn't Grandad Begendl. <laughs> I, 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 I That's one hell of a typo. <laughs> oh dear. 